Good morning, church family. Good to be with you this morning. I was asking, uh, hoping that BJ would have it a little bit hotter in here uh, because we're going to talk about discomfort. And BJ, you, you messed up my sermon illustration. Uh, that's okay. That's all right. We are going to talk about discomfort for just a few minutes this morning. So if you have your Bibles, turn to John chapter 14. John chapter 14. Uh, in John chapter 13, Jesus is meeting with his uh, disciples, the apostles, and he has made them uncomfortable. He's told them that he is dying and they are very uncomfortable with this message. Uh, but Jesus says, starting in John chapter 14 and verse 1, Don't let your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many dwelling places. If it were not so, I would have told you. For I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I'll come again and receive you to myself, that where I am, there you may be also. And you know where I'm going. And Thomas said to him, Lord, we don't know where you're going. How do we know the way? And Jesus said, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. You know, we're all maybe a little bit uncomfortable uh, today. Um, and Jesus' disciples were uncomfortable in this time. And Jesus says at the end of this, as he encourages them and tries to uh, give them some guidance and to uh, encourage their hearts and telling them, don't let your heart be troubled, that he is the way the truth, and the life. You know, sometimes to do the right thing, you've got to go out of your way. Uh, let me suggest to you this morning, and here's the one point for the lesson this morning, to be in the way. Uh, you know, the church was called the way even before followers of Jesus were called Christians. It was referred to as the way. That was the name of what the church was of these followers. If we want to be in the way, sometimes we're going to have to go out of our way. Turn over to Matthew chapter 25, Matthew chapter 25, and let's read what was read to us earlier, verse 41 through 46, Matthew 25, verses 41 through 26. This is the judgment scene. It starts uh, in verse 31, and Jesus has already uh, separated the sheep from the goats on the, his right and on his left, and he's already spoken to the sheep, those who are his followers, those who are his disciples, and he's told them, hey, you get to come and, and be with me. You get to come and enter into the joy of your master. And then in verse 41, he talks to those on his left. He talks to the goats, and it says in Matthew 25, 41 and following, then Jesus, or God, will also say to those on his left, Depart from me, accursed ones, into the eternal fire which has been prepared for the devil and his angels. Now, I hesitate to do this, but I can't miss this opportunity. You think it's hot in here. Uh, you know, heaven's a much hotter place, right? And that's what Jesus says. These people that he's talking to, and this is, this is, this is prophecy, which means one day on the judgment day, what we're reading here is going to happen. All creation, all mankind will stand before the judgment seat of God. He will separate them, those who have followed him faithfully and dependent on him completely, will be the sheep on his right side, and the others will be the goats on his left side. And he says to those, those goats, those who have not followed him, that they are going to be dismissed. They're going to have to depart. And where are they departing to? Into the eternal fire. Well, what is this place for? It's a place that's not for mankind. It's not where God wants mankind to go. And he has made the way, Jesus, so mankind doesn't have to go this way. But he's also provided the opportunity for you to choose where you're going to go. For you to choose where you're going to go. God's not going to make you go anywhere. You're going to choose where you're going to spend eternity. This place is for the devil and his angels because they made a choice long ago not to follow God and to go outside of the bounds of what God expected of them. And now we will have that opportunity as well. So we asked the question and certainly a good question to ask. Okay, well, well, for these folks in this passage, 
why were they dismissed? Why were they told to depart? Why were they told to go to this eternal fire that was prepared for the devil and his angels? Look at verse 42 and following. It says, for when I was hungry, you didn't feed me. When I was thirsty, you didn't give me anything to drink. I was a stranger, you didn't show me any kind of hospitality. You didn't invite me in. I was naked, you didn't clothe me. I was sick and in prison, you didn't visit me. Then they themselves, these unrighteous folks that have gotten this really terrible news that they're going to be spending eternity away from God in in hell, they themselves will answer and say, Lord, when do we see you hungry or thirsty or a stranger or naked or sick or in prison and did not take care of you? Then Jesus, God, will say to them, truly I say to you, to the extent that you did not do it to one of the least of these, you did not do it to me. And these will go into eternal punishment, but the righteous into eternal life. This morning we're a little bit uncomfortable, really. It's not terrible in here, is it? It's really not that bad. If we were sitting outside, it'd be much worse. There is a place that has been prepared for those who reject God. And that's really what it is. It's not those who, who haven't earned or haven't been, been good enough or those who, who don't deserve to go to heaven. You see, none of us deserve to go to heaven. The people that they, previous to this in verse 31 to follow, when Jesus says to those righteous people, it's not that their righteousness made them worthy of heaven. No one's worthy of heaven. All have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. The only thing that gets you or me or anyone who will be there to heaven is Jesus. Ephesians chapter 2 verses 8 through 10 tells us we've been saved by grace through faith, not according to work, so that no man may boast. That's what saves us. Jesus saves us. So this morning, we're a little bit uncomfortable. If it was 10 degrees hotter in here, maybe it would make a little bit more difference and and you'd get it. But I hope, I know we understand. If you're a believer, if you're a believer in God's word, if you're a believer in the God of the universe, then you believe what God's word says. There is a heaven and there is a hell. And yes, that's an uncomfortable thought, but that's the reality. Because God is not only ju- ju- gracious, he is also just. He must give people what they ask of him. And if we ask of him by rejecting him and not living according to his word and not trusting in him completely, he will allow us to suffer the consequences of our sins. But he's made a way where you don't have to. Uh, Mike Carmen, uh, several months ago, he and I were co-teaching a class on Galatians, and, and he said this, and uh, I, I, it stuck with me, and I think it's a, a beautiful idea. God is not fair. He's more than fair. We don't deserve to go to heaven. You don't deserve to go to heaven. I don't care how good of a person you are, because you have fallen short of the glory of God. Only God deserves to be in heaven. But he's made a way through Jesus that gives us more than what we deserve. I don't want what I deserve. I want God's grace and his mercy. And this morning, he offers that to you. This morning, are you a believer? I'm glad that you are. If you are a believer, will you do more than just believe? Will you act on what he has asked us and told us to do? Uh, Scripture tells us that in, in the New Testament, every time we read about someone becoming a follower of Jesus in the New Testament, where people became followers of Jesus, they did a few different things. All of them did it. Uh, They, first of all, heard the gospel of Jesus, that he uh, is the son of God. He left heaven above. He came to this earth. He lived a perfect life. He died a horrible death on the cross, was buried, and three days later, he rose again. That gave him the victory over death and us the hope of heaven. If you believe that, will you be willing to confess that? 
Will you be willing to say, I believe that Jesus is the resurrected Son of God? Will you name him as the Lord of your life in this, this act of, not just one-time act, but this, this shift in our life of repentance, where I turn away from anything that is not of God and I turn towards what is God because Jesus is my Lord. Because of what he's done for me, because of who he is, I've committed my life to being a follower of Jesus. And I don't do that perfectly, but I try to do everything I do in step with what Jesus would have me to do. And then again, in the New Testament, Everyone, literally, you can, you can check it. I encourage you to check it. But from Matthew to Revelation, everyone who becomes a follower of Christ is baptized into Christ Jesus for the remission of their sins. This morning, have you done those things? Uh, let me suggest to you that it's not, it's not, a, it's not a tradition. It's not a, uh, just some set of teachings that we have. The idea here is that if we do what those people did, we'll be what those people were. They were Christians. And that's all I want to be. I want to be a follower of Jesus. And the way you start by doing that is through faith, repentance, confession, and baptism. That's how they did it. That's how I want to do it because Jesus tells them, the apostles tell them, God tells them, if you will do these things, your sins will be forgiven and you'll have a home in heaven. This morning, if you haven't done those things, I would encourage you to study about it. I'd encourage you to think about it. I'd encourage you that if you're ready to do that right now, Let's go. I don't know how cold the water is, but it's got to be cooler than it is out here. So maybe if nothing else, that would be a blessing to you. Brothers and sisters, what's the difference in Matthew 25 between those who go to heaven and those who go to hell? Those who go to hell helped some people. Those who go to heaven helped everyone. It's a big job. It's a big responsibility. And yes, to be in the way to follow Jesus, we'll have to go out of our way to clothe the naked. We'll have to go out of our way to give a drink to the thirsty. We'll have to go out of our way to feed the hungry. To follow Jesus is to get out of our way and to follow his way. If you're not doing that this morning, let's make some changes where it's needed. If you need anything, we're going to stand here in just a second and sing a song. If you want to come forward and let us know uh, what's going on in your life, we'd love to pray for you. More importantly, we would love to come alongside you and help you in whatever way we can. If you have any needs this morning, we invite you to come as we stand and sing.